It's time once again for a journey inside the twisted minds and unfiltered voices of your favorite sisters. Jamie. Hey, we, we should go to that adult store. And Paula. Is that my voice? Is that my voice? And now prepare yourself for the ugly truth. Me, 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 Breaking news. Now, when you hear this, it will not be breaking news, but <laughs> because we're recording, so this is like one of the most unusual Ugly Truth episodes um, so far this year, um, actually since the beginning, that to me, this is breaking news. And um, welcome. This is episode 49. And uh, Paula, my sweet dear sister, uh, sold her house and so needed the week to take care of some business. So in her place, we have pulled somebody up from the minor leagues up to the major leagues, and that would be our producer, Dub. He is sitting in with us today, or me, I should say. So welcome, producer Dub. Hello. Do you know what? And I, what? I've been practicing my UGG, so I'm just... Oh, okay then. Okay. UGG! UGG! Oh, boy. No? That's bad. I, I was. It was really tough because so I was. <laughs> I was trying to decide to go high pitch or just do the ugh. You know, I so. thought you were gonna do low. Yeah. I thought you would do low ugh. Oh well, too late. <laughs> too bad. So sad. Okay, so honey, this is breaking news for you and me because we are. I, I will admit we are recording on Super Bowl Sunday. I was not going to do that, but but you're right. We waited too long because we partied yesterday. So yes, we did. Um, Super Bowl Sunday. So this is breaking news. This just occurred at uh, 10.30, which was 15 minutes ago. Okay. Actor Philip Seymour Hoffman has been found dead in New York. Shut up. I know. I'm shocked and I'm very saddened. I am. I love him. I love his work. Now, I, I do know that he has been battling a heroin addiction for many, many, many years. And last year actually went back into rehab for it. So I'm... Wish I could say this was a shocking, shocking announcement, but I don't think it's that shocking for those who know him very well. So safe home to Philip Seymour Hoffman, you tortured, messy little soul. Now he starred in Titanic, right? Twister. <laughs> that was a Wait, what? That was a family guy what? joke, sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, honey. That was Philip Seymour Hoffman. Seymour Hoffman. Oh, look at you all big and out on a trip. Yes. No, um, that is very shocking and sad. And I don't know. He he was uh, your typical tortured artist, I think. I think he was – and he was just – he always looks so unclean and unshowered. I didn't, I didn't appreciate that part of it. Um, and he had really bad hair. And so when he would grow it out for films like Twister or uh, Boogie Nights – um, and he was so gross in Boogie Nights, and he was the perfect gross guy right. for that show, for that movie. Um, he played Capone, um, which was a very unusual film. Which may be the only role he had where he didn't look like some gross kind of dirty guy. <laughs> yeah, he looked like a very clean guy. But he also was in a couple of films um, that I really liked, and I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, the Savages, I believe. Um, anyway, very talented actor, and I am... In- I'm truly very sorry yeah, that he succumbed to horrible. his uh, addictions because although it's more to come and they don't have specifics, I think, generally speaking, he probably succumbed to his addictions, and that always breaks my heart whenever that happens. I don't care. Oh, if so they're... so we don't actually know how he died. Just odds are, it had found dead in New York. Those. 
well, the reality is, is that he's been an addict for probably most of his adult life. So it's even if he died of a heart attack, essentially, it's sure. probably based on his addiction. So on that note, welcome to The Ugly Truth. Welcome listeners of iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, and our website, or wherever you may find us. I have no idea. We peddled our little show to any outlet that would carry our show. We, so, we hoard ourselves out. A little bit. And so that's all right, though, because a little horror in everybody is good. At least you know you're having a little fun. Right. Um, so welcome to all of those listeners. It is Super Bowl Sunday, but I would say 97.9% of you are listening to this on another time period after the Super Bowl has aired, unless it was a blowout right? and you're very, very sad and you need to listen to something to make you laugh, then I have a... A few generic statements I would like to make about that, about the Super Bowl. Proceed. Uh, my first, my first generic statement is, "Wow, can you believe that Peyton Manning got the MVP after that performance? What a joke!" Um, the next one is, "Oh, I think we all knew it would be a blowout." Kudos to the Broncos for you know dominating this season from beginning to end. Peyton Manning could walk off the field and never come back, and it would be perfect. It would be a perfect way to end his career. Um, oh, I guess uh, uh, what's that guy that was a real jerk in the playoffs oh, for Richard Seattle? Richard Sherman. I guess Richard Sherman was right. He sure showed us. Um, congratulations to the Seattle Seahawks for finally claiming the Super Bowl ring after 19 years. Um, I have a I question. Think that's pretty much it. So, um, should I, after the game, edit down to the one that actually fits, so it makes it nah. you look like a prognosticator, or or <laughs> <laughs> or am I leaving all the generic statements in? Leave them in. That way, everybody can like. It's like multiple choice. Okay, so for me, you know, I've, I've included everybody. Right. For me, I think what I'm going to do is record myself predicting the score, and then edit mm-hmm. all of this out. And then make it match. <gasps> no, you're not doing that. You're not that smart. People know. I'm pulling double they know. duty here. I mean, if I say, okay, um, I think the Denver Broncos will win 31 to 20. Right. That is my prediction. No. And then what I'll okay. do is I'll just insert whatever the actual score was and look like a genius. No, because everyone knows. They, they've listened to the show. They know that that's not even possible. Wait. wait. They know you're not like that quick. There's no way you're that bright. So, can I tell you my major concern about us recording? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, frequently, um, whether on the phone or in person, for almost as long as we've been married, um, you give me shit about cutting you off mid-sentence. Yeah. So, I'm I'm especially concerned about doing that and, and getting crap for it. Well, you know what I'm mostly concerned about when we're recording is the fact that you hear my voice, but you aren't listening to the words that are coming out of my mouth. So, you will do the same thing. So if you'd like to start off with that, we certainly can do that. No, no, Hello? no, I'm exactly. Yeah. <laughs> can I talk now? <laughs> you may. Okay. No, I, I don't want to. That's just something I say frequently. Oh. Well, that's not my problem. Yes, I know. So that's how that goes. Um, all right. So uh, I will go ahead and allow you the time. I will allot you the time at this point to discuss the new change on the Ugly Truth website um, that was incorporated this week. Um, if you have been to our site recently, you may have noticed it. I'm not sure, though, because it's fairly recent. And it's kind of and it's kind of subtle, too. I mean, I think 
Uh, well, we had been getting a lot of requests on how to support the show, and it kind of dawned on us that not everybody wants to buy from Amazon or Avon. Sometimes you just don't need things, and the support there has been great. Um, everybody, you know, the, the the loyal hugs have been have been supporting us, and you know, it's not you know breaking the bank or anything, but it's nice to see people thinking of us and doing it. But again, one of the requests had been, you know, sometimes I just want to quote unquote support the show and not have to buy something. So we added a donate button. Uh, just a simple PayPal donate button uh, to the site and it, it's you know we're not even requesting anything in particular but we wanted to make it easier for those of you that support the show to do so without having right. to buy something and get it shipped and everything else so so we just made that simple addition yes so if you are interested in supporting the show and you don't want to go shopping then you can certainly just click the donate button and donate whatever you know you feel the need to donate um, I'd be happy to take your guilt money, um, your sympathy money. Um, as you know, Paula is going to be moving soon, and I'm sure she wouldn't mind you donating to the cause of uh, buying her <laughs> sad, pathetic children's shoes um, because we know she's destitute. And, um, you know, whatever whatever you feel uh, makes you a better human being, um, by all means, donate to the truth. And we will make sure that your funds, 100% of your donation, will go to helping the ugly girls uh, facilitate their business. All right, all right. Yeah, I think we should make the commitment that it will go back into the show and not into clothing. Well, that's because you have bills to pay. I mean, you know, running the podcast isn't free, so. It is not. <laughs> we just we just need to pay our bills. By the way, you're popping your peas all over the place. Listen, we just bought a microphone. I don't have a screen like you. Two DJs and a microphone. Oh, wait. That's not how it goes. What is it? Two records, two record players and a microphone. Um, right? Two turntables and a microphone. Oh, two spinning records and a microphone. Right? Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, it is Super Bowl weekend. Now, we have no dog in this fight, so we're not going to any big parties. We're not going to any bars or anything like that to celebrate. You and I are huge fans of football and eating and, and beer and it's the one it's the big and honestly this is the way i look at it unless we had <laughs> the raiders in which would then would there would be it would be like new year's eve around here we'd already be, be drunk people, if the raiders were in the be Super people Bowl. everywhere if we were have we would be at some party somewhere for the raiders but okay no but to me the Super Bowl weekend is obviously the conclusion of the football season, and it is the week leading into baseball. I am not as big of a baseball player as you are, but it is a nice prequel because then everything shifts to spring training and baseball and schedules, and then you get to see the promotions that are coming, and it's a it's a really great time to build up and get going into baseball. So it's a it's an exciting time for me, too. I love it. It is less than two weeks before pitchers and catchers report. Single-game tickets yeah. went on sale for the Giants. Um, you know, um, because my office is down the street from the park, it's been kind of dead around there. You know, it's it, right. relatively speaking, and it definitely picks up when the season starts. Uh, but, yeah, definitely. Well, as a Raiders fan, for me, Baseball season started about three months ago <laughs> because I had given up. I know our poor little Raiders, <laughs> but they're uh, just on the. You know what? They're on the cusp of greatness. I believe it. I have to believe it. I will always believe it. Always. We are Peyton Manning away from being in the playoffs. You know what? I'll be honest with you. If they didn't have Peyton Manning, they would not be in the Super Bowl. Oh no! That is a one-man show. Yes, I'm talking to you, Rick. You got <laughs> lucky. You got lucky that you got Peyton. 
And after all is said and done, I can't wait to see the Raiders beat the Denver Broncos again. It's going to happen. It will. I can't wait. Absolutely. Um, moving on. So our Super Bowl consists of you and I um, making lots of food and you and I sitting and watching um, the game and all of that. It's going to be a fun day anyway. It almost feels like a holiday. And yeah. I don't know why they just don't make it a holiday, but because that's just way too – well, I mean, it's no more commercialized than Valentine's Day or any of the other holidays. So yeah. They should make Super Bowl Sunday a holiday. It'd be awesome. But, uh, yes, we're, so we're not doing anything fanatical this year. But that's okay by me, I, honestly. I'm not really into it. I, I am looking forward to some of the commercials that I have not seen online yet. I know that there's quite a few that are supposed to be pretty great. And, you know, we saw the Budweiser one, which was good. Of course. Um, and then the food's going to be really good. And I, I really hope the game is good. I hope it's not a blowout because then I'll just start – you know, everybody will start hitting their phones, their computers, and, you know, it's not going to be much. I, I just want to see two fighters get in there and just battle it out. I don't, I don't care if it's high scoring or low scoring as long as it's back and forth and, and yeah, not a blowout. Yeah, I want out. a good game. Yeah, I, I, Me too. I, I am also looking forward to the commercials, although this dynamic of most of them have already been seen. I mean, I saw the yeah. three-minute version, Bud Light, you know, anything could happen kind of spot with Arnold yesterday, which I thought was great. Oh. Um, Some, my sister post Stephanie posted that yeah. I didn't I didn't watch it because I thought I had seen it no. but yeah there's always these extended versions yeah it was it was pretty great I think um, like little works of art I, I think we'll be you know spending some time watching the other bowl games that are on today oh puppy and kitten yeah you know this kitten bowl is on the Hallmark Channel I don't <laughs> I don't know I mean the Hallmark Channel is about one step close they're they're about a step away from a religious channel right I mean they really are so. The Kitten Bowl, I mean, I don't I don't well, know who owns the Hallmark Channel, but whoever owns it should have thrown it on a, a kid station of some kind. I kind of have issue with it in the sense that a few, I think it was a few years ago, they added kittens as the halftime show in the Puppy yeah, Bowl. Yeah. So it's, it's so kind of like, so doesn't this Hallmark thing become like chick football? Um, right? Cause, no. No, well, I mean... <laughs> Don't, don't include me in that statement. Well, I don't know what you're talking no, about. Well, I mean, if the if the if the what, kittens were cheerleaders, is that what you're trying to say? Because there's a bunch of pussies playing, and so now it's automatically it's chick football because they're pussies. I understand what you're saying. That would be the pussy bowl. That's what they should have called it, actually. The Pro Bowl? No, they should have called the it pussy the Pussy Bowl instead of the Kitten Bowl. Well, then it would be on the Playboy Channel, well, and it would be a whole different kind of game. Wait, maybe that now actually exists. I think it probably does. You know what? Here's the thing. Flipping through the channels, when I go from the uh, channel that says, oh, look, let's watch League of Our Own, all of a sudden it's Asian MILF's first time being banged. Yeah. I would say that there probably is a pussy bowl on today. I think it's funny how that really bothers you. I, I think on the, down, it does bother me. on the downstairs in, in the main uh, television, I have kind of titles blocked so that the, as the kids go through, all they see is adult programming. They don't see anything. But in our room, I didn't do that. But it's kind of funny how you'll be flipping through the HD channels and then all of a sudden, <laughs> and it really bothers you. It's really great. It does bother me. And it's annoying. And you know what? I bet I'm not the only, well, woman anyway, that finds that annoying. Where I'm I'm lollygagging through going, oh, look, you've got mail is on. Wait a minute. That's not you've got mail. That's I've got a lot of mails. Right. It's not good. Um, Speaking of milfs, what? really quick, um, I, I know that you're going to discuss it probably in the next episode when your uh, sister is back on for episode 50, which is kind of exciting. Yeah. Uh, a certain podcast referenced 
you guys as MILFs. And I, I know you're going to talk about it next week, yeah, but I thought that that was... We are. I, I wasn't sure how I felt about that when I heard it. <laughs> well, they quickly backtracked because they were a little concerned that they would offend us when we when they're trying to ask us to come on their show and, you know, put a little uh, woman's touch on their show. Right. And um, I... I never reference myself as someone who is sexy or a MILF or anything like that because, you know, what I think about myself is my own damn business. And so if you want to project that kind of shit on me, that's your that's your opinion. I'm not offended. I'm absolutely not offended. No. I think it's – I always get a little weird about that word MILF though yeah. because, you know, you're, that's – you're already including some somebody's mo- – that's someone's mother. That's, I am someone's mother. I am someone's mother. I don't do that. But, I mean, obviously I do do that. <laughs> I wouldn't have children. So, I mean, I'm not offended. No. I think it's it's a weird way that men, you know, they just classify women in different ways. You know, there's the skanks. There's the, the ones and, the ones right. you take home to mom, the good girls. There's sure. the, the naughty girls. There's the booty calls. There's the, you know, sluts. There's the cougars, the milfs, you know. And men love to qualify and categorize women that's just what they do and that's okay yeah you know it's fine sure. um so what i wanted to talk about because you and i share the story in common is that um the other day we were watching television and it was about i don't know 9 30 10 o'clock at night and we're just chilling drinking some wine and our dogs are in the backyard oh. and they are freaking out they're barking and i turned to you and i said you know what that's not a skunk bark because you know we actually understand they're like children we understand their bark language now right and our dogs have skunk barks they have uh the neighbor next door is feeding us treat barks um they have hey our cat your pet cat is terrorizing us barks yes and they have people barks like someone they don't know right and our dogs were barking viciously like very viciously like if they could get to whatever was making them bark this way they were going to rip its face off and I looked at you and I said, that's a person bark. There's someone somewhere that they don't like around us and they're going nuts. And you went out there several times and couldn't see anything. In fact, I, I looked over the fence with a flashlight. I shot the, the, the fence line. I'm like looking around. I went upstairs so I could get a different angle from the balcony and just tried a bunch of different things and just saw nothing. But and, you know, the thing about uh, barking, I mean, obviously, Sunny, I think Sunny's barks are pretty similar they're at different pace and loudness and things like that but bodega being a husky almost talks when he barks right so right. It, it's it's a very you're absolutely right with him you could absolutely categorize every single one and and, yeah. and no and and you know we have pretty much taken on the the fact that we want them to bark right if if there's a reason right. for them barking we want them to do that we don't want to tell them no when there's an intruder or something's going on right. so uh, but anyway, I was I was looking pretty hard and went out there a, a handful of times and just saw nothing. And when he just, you know, and then it would go away and then 10 minutes later it would come back. Um, and so finally I went out there and instead of looking down near the fence line where I thought Bodega was barking when he was looking through, I kind of looked up at the neighbor's house behind us. Uh, and now that house is unoccupied, right? So, right, so right, I, right, I mean, right. ever since we've lived here, there's been somebody there two or three times a week working on it, but I feel like they're flipping the house and there's literally one person working on it. Right. So I, I looked and I see what looks like just a shirt. I was like a weird color on their little back balcony and I flashed the light right on it and it is a guy. He is completely hunched over with his back, with his back to me. Um, he's in kind of a plaid, you know, shirt, like sweater shirt. Um, I can't tell how old he is, what race he is, what he looks like. 
nothing. And so it was kind of it was kind of frightening because he wasn't moving at all. Well, here's the thing. Here's the deal. You saw him hunched over, and in my brain, in my extremely imaginative brain, <laughs> backstory coming. Yeah, there was a couple things. Um, you're like, he won't answer me. He's talking gibberish. And I'm like, okay, well, now understand that my brain does not operate like others. And so my immediate what? thought was, well, I, okay, and don't laugh at me. But my first thought was zombie, <laughs> that he was a zombie and that he was eating something in the corner. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, clearly it isn't a zombie because there'd be more than one. Oh, my God. And two, I immediately thought of um, – Who's the crackhead on the Chappelle show? Oh, Everyone's what did they call crackhead? him? <laughs> yes. Shit, I can't think of the name of it. Oh man. How I... could you how could you not know this? I mean, I understand the whole Cambodia thing, but how could you not know the Dave Chappelle oh! crack character? I know what it is. What? It's Tyrone Biggums. Tyrone Biggums. Okay, so my second thought was that it was everyone's favorite everybody's favorite crackhead, Tyrone Biggums. And he was gonna turn around and he was gonna have like white on his mouth. I, I would have laughed. I would have laughed at that. And then sure. I was like or he's crazy, genuinely crazy, and he's uh, masturbating or something. I thought that too. That one, that part bothered me a little bit. Yeah, because that that crazy's crazy. Yeah. And and the thing with crazy is that if he had any kind of weapon, even a knife or a gun, right. although it would be devastating if he killed our dogs, my concern was that he was going to scale the fence because we were messing with him a little bit. Not we weren't terrorizing him. What I mean is that we were shining lights on him. We were talking, you know, you talk to him, you know, our dogs are barking at him. And so all I could think was this fucker is going to come over the fence and he's going to attack our house and try to get in. And, you know, Malia, our baby, was downstairs playing, God forbid, shocking Minecraft. And so it never happens. What's ha- what what happens to me specifically is although this guy may not have presented any kind of danger to us, my thought is I'm immediately turned into a mama bear and I run into the room and I bellowed at her to get upstairs and go to the room. Whatever the tone was in my voice, I have never seen one of my children obey so complicitly and so quickly and so swiftly enter their room and shut the door. It was clear that I was me- I was serious and that something was someone and something was in danger. And so Yeah, she responded she responded appropriately and that's I mean in a yeah. you know, I think we talked about it afterwards is that it's it's actually good that she responded that way because she would, you know, she was not a She didn't give me any crap. Her, right, exactly. She was like, "What? Why I'm in the middle of a game?" No, there was no, there, none of that. None. She like literally got up and flew up the stairs. And and see with my imagination, I'm thinking, "Okay, I need a weapon. Yeah. I need some way to go and battle this asshole." And here's the thing. I know you're there. It's not like I don't trust you to protect us, but I'm thinking of the children, and that is my job as the mother to think of these children. So I'm thinking, okay, this fucker zombie's going to come, and I'm going to have to <laughs> whack his head off with a bat. Hobo zombie. That's what I'm going to have to do. Hobo zombie Tyrone Biggums is coming, and I need to kill it. Fortunately, <laughs> you called the police, I the did. non non emergency police, and they were man, they came fast. I was shocked. Yeah, well, we live in a nice neighborhood now, so. Oh, that is true. <laughs> so they, of course, they cased the entire place. No trace of the fool. And that was a little alarming. But realistically, it did alert us to the fact that, you know, we're not as safe as we think we are, even here. At least to me. I think what really hit it for me was that I had the flashlight full on him. I asked him, are you supposed to be back there? What are you doing? Like, 
you know, because again, the house is unoccupied, which is, was my other concern is that, is this guy been squatting back there? Because that's going to make it worse. Right. Right. But I think the fact that he didn't move, I mean, the light was on him and he would not turn around. He was almost certainly shooting up, smoking a pipe, doing something uh, right. because he just wouldn't move. I don't, you know what? I just don't care what he was doing. No. In all honesty, if you had come even closer to the fence line, I probably would have attacked him. Well, because, I think... although let me say this, let me backtrack a little bit. I'm going to give you a compliment. <laughs> everyone, everyone, hold on. I'm going to publicly compliment you. Um, I heart, uh, I heart listeners, Stitcher listeners, I, all of you iTunes listeners, you should probably sit down for this. So, I my whole life with the exception of the last couple of years, including when we were first married, don't trust too many men to protect me. And it's just because most men that I have come in contact with aren't all that, they're pussies. I mean, they're not really into confrontation and I'm not into aggressive men anyway, looking for trouble. I've also lived a life where I'm not really putting myself in a position where I would be in any kind of trouble, where I would need a man to come and protect me. Right. I know that I'm, I appear girly, but I'm actually a pretty tough girl. And I mean, I can take care of myself, but I have to say that the last couple of incidences that we've been dealing with at this house that have required manly bravery, and I'm being very stereotypical, you have really stepped it up. I have to say, you are very, you are more brave than I ever gave you credit for. You really are a very brave person. I really didn't realize how brave you were. I never would have gone over there and said, are you supposed to be over there? What are you doing? I would not have shined a light on that fool. I would have been like, get out of here. I'm going to kill you. I mean, it would have been completely hysterical. Well, it would not have been the same. I am very, very impressed with your bravery. Your level of bravery is much more impressive than I gave you credit for. Well, Thank you for that, first of all. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Uh, this will make the Hall of Fame uh, cuts on the show. I almost <laughs> choked, but I, <laughs> I didn't. Well, thank you. I think um, what welcome. was interesting, though, uh, and it just further proved that, that, that we truly are uh, meant for each other, is that, is that your um, complete overreaction was probably balanced quite nicely by my somewhat underreaction to the whole thing. because Excuse I, me? What? Well, I don't mean overreaction in a bad way. I it's like, what? did not overreact. <laughs> I was protecting my children. I was protecting our future. Our future okay. generation. I'm going to paraphrase the following. I don't know that this is an actual quote. Then you better be real careful about what you're saying okay, next. But, <laughs> but it is somewhere in the vicinity of what you said. I think I turned the light out. I, 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 that's so... Because we had the the porch lights in the back were on, and I turned them out. And you noticed from upstairs where you now were that I had turned them out. And it was right. something like this. <laughs> Hold on, I may have to back up so that I don't blow everybody's eardrums. Turn that fucking light back on! I'm about two seconds from getting my children and driving the fuck out of here! Perhaps that's what I said. Something along those lines. Why would you turn off the lights to invite comfort and allow this man, the darkness, the blanket of darkness to come and kill our family? The other thing that I was going to tell you, and this is not meant in a wrong way, but the fact is, is that I, it rarely comes out in me because I am kind of I, I just that way. But the bottom line is, is that in my DNA, I am from the streets. I know you don't think so. 
I, I know we've had that discussion before. I never, ever would not. I tell everybody you're from the ghetto. I grew up in Richmond. My dad, as you know, was a cop. I saw a lot of things I probably shouldn't have seen. It was involved in a lot of stuff. But at the end of the day. I've seen some things, I'm, man. I've seen some shit, man. I've, I've seen, seen some, some stuff. stuff. So, um, but thank you for the compliment. That was very nice of you. Yes. But yeah, I, I mean, at, at the end of the day, if that guy had even remotely turned around and come this way, he was going to oh get a big God. mag light in his forehead. I, I, so. I was just so afraid he was going to turn around and have like nah. no jaw. He definitely like, had I that. I swear to God, I was thinking zombie. And I know that sounds dumb. <laughs> it means I'm watching too much Walking Dead. It really does. Which, it starts in two weeks and I cannot wait. It's so exciting. Why is the jaw the first thing to go on a zombie, by the way? Uh, because the hinges, the tendons, I don't know. Why are you asking me this? There's nothing the uglies love more than some retail therapy. And now you can support your shopping habit and this show by visiting UglyTruth.com. Jamie and Paula have picked some of their favorite online stores and products and put the links in their new Ugly Mall. Remember, the Ugly Truth will never charge you for audio content. So this is the best way to support the show. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. And now, back to the show. So, this weekend, you and I decided to shirk off our responsibilities because <clears throat> we really needed to go to the grocery store. I know, so suburban or so human. I don't know. It's the first of the month, man. Payday. Every single... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Food stamp day, for sure. Every single human um, in our town was is clearly cooking for the Super Bowl. You think? So... Uh, the fact that the first of the month lands on a Saturday combined with the big one of the biggest uh, food making weekends outside of uh, Thanksgiving needless to say it was incredibly crowded in the suburban areas of where grocery stores are. So what do we do? We go to uh, the foothills and drink wine. Of course. What, what any sane person would do. Because why when, would we do that? When there's like, overcrowding look, in the Max Pack frozen food aisle. That's what you do. You know, we're not starving. We we don't need, you know, to buy big bags of beans and rice and get home quickly to cook for our 20 children. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're all right. So we shirked off that. We went up, picked up our wine from the first winery, and we were so disappointed that it was time to leave that we stopped at another winery and ended up staying there for a while yeah. and that was quite fun so we're wine happy we're not drunk per se but right. we're just wine happy and everybody knows what that means it's the we, best kind of happy to be honest it really is well you know and all honesty, if you want to talk about alcohol happy i love beer happy that is my favorite of all time beer happy i love how i feel when i've had one too many beers i'm actually not i i love it i'm more happy wine happy the thing with beer is that it tends to be um uh, a lot more to me it's a lot more filling so more of me physically but the wine the wine buzz is actually my favorite <laughs> you know what i love i love a beer a good beer buzz because it just i i my body chemically responds to I go to a very happy place and it's not when I'm drunk it's that time period right before you've had too much that feeling is where I like to stay <laughs> which is why I haven't had a hangover in forever I don't think I've ever had a beer hangover but you know what I'm sure, saying sure no totally my point is is we go to these wineries we stop at total wine because we want to buy more wine of course why why would six or seven bottles worth of wine be enough so we go in there and, you know, uh, why, can you explain to me why I started chatting up that ratty little employee? 
Like, what was I doing? Why would, Why did you let me do that? Well, See, if, if my sister had been with me, this would have ended completely differently. But no, I'm starting to chit-chat with him about how he must love his job. And I'm looking up and I'm, I'm thinking, God, he's got a lot of nose hair. And he's got a no-dose energy drink. And he's kind of furry. But he's young. He's clearly in his early 20s. And then I start asking him if he likes where he works, like I'm some kind, like I have any interest in him whatsoever. I mean, and I made him nervous, by the way. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why hasn't someone stopped me yet? I think subconsciously, um, I was letting it continue more than I think normally I would. Because a lot of times when you and I are in the store together and we get asked 17 times, would you like some help? We just get death glares. You know, we just end up like shooing them away just purely based on our look. Uh, especially, no, especially don't you, you especially don't you, you include yourself in that mister you are you are all nice i am i am a rookie when it comes to that for sure you you so, will you will never be able to do what i do sir okay well i Go think on. i think everybody knows that so but a little backstory to this um so what had happened is is we went into this store and there's a section in this store that we had apparently never been that was the stuff behind the lock and key. And I don't mean kind of like every employee has the key kind of key. This was stuff where the bottles of wine, regular size bottles were $500. And we were looking at the at the Louis, right. the Remy Martin, which was $2,800. And Yeah, that's ridiculous. He started telling us this story about this woman who hadn't even, you know, had just bought one a couple of weeks ago and so on and so forth. So in, in the back of my mind, to get to my point, I was thinking, we may need some extra show content because I know it's going to be me on the show. So I kind of let it go to see if we oh could get... Oh my god. I, you were using me? You were using I, me and my un- inability to not chat with this little folio? Listen, it's not the first time, nor will it be the last time that I take advantage of you and being buzzed. Right? <gasps> so, oh, oh. How dare you, sir? <laughs> I am someone's mother. mother. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm well aware of that. <sighs> but you know what? You know how I, you know how I knew I was buzzed yesterday? Because you like Coldplay? Because I actually suggested that we go to an adult store. You did? Actually, that's really funny. I had forgotten about that. You. Did. I don't know what the hell I was thinking because you know what? I wouldn't go in there in a hazmat suit. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, hey, we we should go to that adult store. Uh, but not and I even said I, even I don't want to buy anything. we should go to that store but I don't want to buy anything right, and right. you're and you're like well why would we go there and I'm like well have you ever been to one yeah and have you ever been to one no I well, don't I, believe you no <laughs> I don't believe you and I just don't believe you I, I have I have not been into an adult store although I did preface that by saying that I had been in earlier years and you know me I don't like these kinds of places because they gross me out but because I used to work for some relatively seedy news local downtown publications i used to have a couple of strip clubs as clients and what i was trying to say that i don't think i got to finish yesterday was that i do believe that one of them had kind of like an adult store on the side Mm -hmm. but no i haven't i have never intentionally gone in we have internet now for those sorts of things there's no i mean in fact you could go to amazon.com right now click on the ugly truth link and go for the bullet or donate on the new donate button and paula can buy her bullet please like she doesn't have a six-pack give me a break (laughs) Hey, if I was single, I would have, I had those things. You did. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not, a, you know what? We, we really can't downgrade into sex talk because, um, yeah, preview sure. everyone. The Valentine's Day episode will be our sex episode. So we really, you know, 
That's that's when all of this will go down. We will talk about, I assume, Paula has something in her holster that she is dying to ask me. And so, I mean, she literally starts giggling. She's like, I cannot wait to ask this of you. And I said, you know what? I have no secrets. I have nothing to hide. You know, I've had a very active sex life in my adulthood. You know, I have nothing to hide. I've never done anything that I'm too embarrassed to buy. Maybe some of the people, but the actual acts, no. Yeah. So... No, I and, you know. and and it and it's probably completely appropriate that this episode does not go into sex talk for that reason, because I yeah. I as the even as the editor of said show um, look forward to the sex episode. I know because you learn all kinds of things about your wife that you didn't know. Yeah, you know what? That's one of the great things about our marriages, even though we've been married so long, is that there's definitely things. I mean, me, I'm bad because I like to tell stories, so I end up telling you've heard pretty much every story for the most part. But how I, many I, times have I told you to leave? Go live some life and come back and tell me a new story. How many times? I don't even know. I was thrilled when you got a new job because I'd actually get to hear new stories. Although although when I do go into work talk mode, unless it's drama at work, <laughs> I mean, I can feel over the phone. I can feel your <laughs> eyes completely glaze over. Oh, um, yeah. And, and it used to be, although I will say when I first got the job, I could go a good two or three minutes into the conversation before I felt that way. Now it's like 27 seconds. I mean, it's it's instant. That Well, you know what? No. I, that's Then I need to work on my lying face because that's <laughs> not true. I don't mind. You know, I don't think that, that married people mind listening to the vent or the detox from the day. But you get into – because I understand your work – you yes. get into the real nitty gritty and it's like, please stick my head in a garbage disposal right now so I don't have to hear this anymore. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You know, there has been a significant uptake in uh, flu deaths in our community. Yes. In Sacramento, specifically we're one of the hardest hit in the country. There's been 127 confirmed deaths uh, by the flu. In the California. H1N1. In California, the H1N1 virus. And so I have never had the flu shot in my life. I think I, I think the kids used to get the mist long ago when it first came out. I did it. But, you know, I now it's like, why well, do it? It's, it's such a passive attitude that most people have, especially if you're super duper healthy. You're like, I don't, you know, I'm not old. My immune system isn't compromised. I don't really feel the need to do it. So... I never worked with this person. I knew of her because uh, she was in the media community. So I, I knew of her name yeah. and I know some of the people that she knows. Um, she was in her uh, mid to late 40s, very, very healthy. And she uh, got the sniffles on a Tuesday and she was dead by Friday. Yep. And she really inspired a lot of people I know to run out and get the flu shot because they're like, if she can get it, we will get it. We could get it and we could die just as easily as this woman did. And she was super healthy. So I picked up our 18-year-old from school and I didn't – I knew I wouldn't be able to just ask her or tell her prior to. No preparation had to happen. <laughs> I said, oh, guess what? We're going to Rayleigh's to get our flu shot. And she's like, I'm not getting a shot. Oh, yes, you are. And we went through this long diatribe. I'm like, look, if you're a good girl and you get your shot, I will get you some ice cream. So ultimately she – Do I get that too? Yes. Okay, so ultimately, we get there. And, you know, I looked and looked to see, is it worth it just to go to your doctor and get it done? Does it matter where you get it? No, it does not matter. A pharmacist can administer the shot. It's fine. Now, let me explain something about this. Okay. I have a lot of opinions about the, the experience that we had, the two of us had. 
it was very quick. We filled out a little bit of paperwork and we sit in a little room and we wait for the pharmacist to come in. The pharmacist comes in. He's got a significant perm and he's much older. He's probably almost 70. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, pharmacists are like doctors, really. And um, here's the problem. He has, I think, Parkinson's or something like a Michael oh, J. Geez. Fox type disorder. So he's shaking. And I'm thinking, for the sake of my daughter, I can't say, you know what? No. <laughs> I'm not letting you do this to me. It was one of those things where I'm like, you know what? No, we're getting the shot. Maybe he'll be really, it'll be easy and fine. So I went, Kenzie's like, you're going first. I'm like, fine, I'll go first. So I sat down. He gave us a little lecture about waiting a little too long sure. to get our flu shot. And so I sat down. He, you know, uh, <laughs> he jittered. <laughs> he basically put his hand on my arm with the uh, chemical, uh, the alcohol. Didn't have to do too much moving because his shaking did it for him. <laughs> and then. That's encouraging administered the needle now it did not hurt it was a very quick hardly a pinch i don't believe you the problem is is that his his hand shaked and so i have a significant bruise because he was shaking the needle and my whole fucking arm is sore now the problem is is that i have a kid who has to get it done luckily she's fine he didn't he, he she has a little bit of a bump but nothing compared to my issue and so i'm thinking well now i've got to take my 12 year old who has the um, arm circumference of a giraffe's a baby giraffe's calf <laughs> and i don't know how this is going to work out but luckily uh she's healthy and there's nothing you know she'll be fine yeah you know what she's we just straightforward told her look you, you know you know your dad hates needles and it's probably you've probably had shots more recently than i have i, I know for a fact she there, has. you know what i mean nobody's death should be for naught anyway but at least it's a reminder that healthy people can get sick and die and this is just one way to prevent that possibility at right. least potentially from happening so my point is is that the look on your face when I said you were getting the shot. You you get pale. You literally lose color in your face I when I have to tell you that you have to do something. You come up with any reason you can not to get blood work done. When we go get blood work done, you have to look away. I have to hold your hand. I mean, but you're not alone. I think a lot of people are like that. I don't think you're alone. But just the reality is, is that you're just not good with medical things at all. And, and you know what sucks is that you just paid me this great compliment of being braver than you thought. This is not one of those things I'm... I, you know what? I mean, can you can you hear me rolling my eyes right now? It's like, I don't want to hear about it. I, You're such a guy when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. And I don't want to hear... We're babies. Hey, I, well, yeah. I mean, I and I swear to... I can't even believe you haven't even coughed yet. Have you been muting yourself? No, I've been I've been drinking water, but I have not... Uh, I have not coughed yet. Because you've been annoying the shit out of me with your cough. I know. It's like this annoying... It's like that tail end of a sickness cough that just is about ready to go away, but it hasn't gone away yet. Stop and talking about cough. it. The most inopportune times and all I want to do and see here's the problem. This is why I'm unusual. I get angry at you like it's your like you're doing it on purpose. Stop it. Really, as I asked yesterday, just get some secrets. You know, get a lozenge in your mouth. Anything. Just something to coat that throat so that I don't have to listen to you hack. It's annoying. Did you see how mad I got at the guy at the winery yes. who was coughing and sneezing? I mean you almost I walked was over ready there and to... told him to leave. I did. I was so pissed. This 
idiot is in the wine place where we're picking up our wine uh, shipment. Yeah, he's in the barrel. Place. He's in the barrel room where we're all doing tasting and food and everything everywhere. There's like a hundred people there, and then there's this shithead at the entrance, and he's hacking up a lung. Now, you know, he's polite enough to do it in his shirt, like that's supposed to help. But now he's going into a full-blown sneeze attack. So not only has he hacked all of his lung lung germs all over the entrance of the place, now he's sneezing. And his, I assume his long-suffering wife is standing there staring at him while he's turning around and sneezing his face off into the door of this place. All I want to do, I mean, and the the wine pourer got alarmed by my behavior because I was so hostile. I was like, I go, someone needs to go over there and tell him to fucking leave. Yeah. That is disgusting. Why is he here? I mean, I don't understand. If that had been me, why. you would have grabbed me by the ear and dragged me out. I don't know what's wrong with me. I want to tell you, I want to relay because we, dis- we discussed it briefly, but I want to relay to you. You and I went to Ikea a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. See, this is kind of along the same line. My lack of tolerance for people who are weaker than me in my mind. I'm not saying that they are. Which is almost everyone. No, not everybody. Just people like this. Just most. And here's the problem. It's because I develop these backstories to people. I give them a life that is probably completely inaccurate, but I give them these lives. And then it, it it ultimately allows me to dislike them greatly. And so, and it's a skill that I've had for many, many years. It is a talent. You and I had purchased a significant amount of shelving for our house that is has a room that's really big. And so we got all of these shelves. Yep. So there was, it, of course, because it's Ikea, there's like a million people in line. And so I said, you know what? They've separated the Ikea food from everything else and you have to buy it separately now. Right. I said to you, I'm going over to buy because I love their meatballs, but I don't want to eat there. Right. I don't oh, like eating there because no. there's always so many children and I hate it up there. But... I do like the meatballs and the, the sauce and everything. So I said, I'm going to go buy all that stuff and I will meet you, you know, in the middle. Well, I pick up my items. I'm waiting in line and there is a family in front of me. Yep. A very tall, skinny gentleman holding a baby who's probably about 10, 12 months old. A toddler who's probably three or four. I think they had two or three kids. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Nope. And then... The fat, frumpy mother who is waiting in line, who hasn't lost any baby weight since she decided to squirt out all these children. So she is um, completely oblivious to the world around her because this is all about her and her children. She's buying uh, lunch boxes. I guess they have like little thermal lunch boxes that you can get there. You can buy them to take with you to, you know, send your little children off to school with lunches. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so she pays for all of these things. She's asking a million questions, which, you know what, is annoying, but it's okay because she's asking questions about whatever product. I'm like, I can handle it. Mm-hmm. And I was in a good mood that day. It wasn't even like I was intolerant of humans that day, like I sometimes am. I was in a good mood. Then she starts freaking unwrapping and packing the lunches that she had bought with the food she bought, and she starts packing them at the counter after she has paid. And, and blocking, wasn't she blocking the register, basically? Well, her ass was the size of a hippo, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was. And it was one of those families where I look going, okay, all of your family are normal size. Why are you not that way? What, are you eating everyone's crusts when they go off to school? I'll tell you exactly. She was not that way when they got married. 
Oh, hell no. No way. She even had what you would remotely consider a pretty face. She has literally let herself yeah, go. Yeah, she's given up. It's really sad. I hate, and you know what? I just get angry at women like that. I don't even feel sorry for them. I make, I'm angry with them because they make mothers look bad, I think. I don't care if you're fat or overweight. Work it. Work that shit, but don't look the way you look. Don't look like you've given up. Own Especially it. when you got a man at home. I'm sorry. That may be old-fashioned, but that's just the way it is. Don't look like shit every day because you're married and he will go find someone else if you <laughs> don't get that shit together. My point is that she was taking up way too much time of my time. And so what do I do? Unlike a normal person, I walk right up and push her over yeah. and say, I'm sorry, but these are very heavy and this is cold. I can't wait for you any longer. <laughs> and I'm thinking, when these things come out of my mouth, I don't even think about it. Like, I just do it. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm not alone. I know that my sisters would have my back on this. No doubt. Sure. There's no question. They'd be like, finally, bitch, get out of the way. You know, I mean, God. Well, what I love about what I love about you is that is and really – the Uggs in general are very zero to 60 in a lot of cases with people like that. So the heavy sigh, the rustling of your stuff, you know, the <laughs> subtle and maybe not so subtle hints, that step never entered your mind. You no, would just, I was just, once you hit, once you hit that mode, it's all right. Once I've made this decision, it's kind of like with people. Once you, once you, you know, cut them off, they're done. You're done. So yeah. um, that's kind of where with this them, went. I'm done with yeah, them. Exactly. It is, it is true. I do live a very black and white existence when it comes to <laughs> humanity. And I appreciate I, that about you, actually. I, I, I would rather, I, there are definitely times where I would rather have that with people. <laughs> I would rather be the straight shooter that, uh, you, you know, you know, and that's why we, you know, that's why we balance each other out because I'm not always because like that. Because you're not like that. Yeah. So I push this woman over I'm like, I, I think I even gave her the courtesy of an apology. I said, you know, I'm really sorry, but these things are heavy and I have somewhere to be. That's a big and step for you. The register lady is like, she would rather be anywhere than right where she was at that moment. <laughs> she was so uncomfortable. She's like, I don't even know what's going to happen next, but I just want to get this lady her shit and get her out of here. I turn around and I see you and you're standing there with this look like, Better go rescue her. <laughs> Are we going to be able to come back to IKEA after this incident? And by the way, by rescue her, I was not talking about you. <laughs> no, you meant that lady. Yeah. So I get my items and I get out of there, and I swear to freaking God, they were parked right next to us in the they parking were. lot. I couldn't even believe it. <laughs> I'm like massive parking lot, literally hundreds of cars, and the people <sighs> that we have conflict with are next to us. Well, and I appreciate that you group you and I together because it really was my fight to fight. I got your back, sister. So we go out there and we're loading up our crap and I see, I see who they are. The dad clearly makes money because they were in an incredibly expensive SUV. Yes. Of course, because she's a lazy ass. Her kids have stickers stuck on the inside of the windows. It's dirty. It was just filthy, but gorgeous vehicle. So... It's the dad and the kids, and he's getting them all settled into their piece of shit $80,000 car. And we're, I'm like, where is that bitch of a mother? Where is she at? Oh, she shows up 10 minutes later, waddles all over to the car with soft serve ice cream for all. Or for her. <laughs> that right there is my hell. If, that, if, if somebody transported me to another body and that was my life, I would kill myself. The sight of those people made me so hostile. I had to get in the car and just sit there. Here's the problem. They have no problem. 
Yeah. I'm the problem. Yes. I have created this Massive whole backstory. world for these people. For all I know, there's nothing wrong with them. They may have been the nicest humans on the planet. I have no idea. But guess what? Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> all I know is that you've annoyed me. You've inconvenienced me in my life. And now you must pay with my backstory. Speaking of backstories and people that annoy you, we have a funny farm issue at our home. Oh, God. Another one. Another backstory. Yes. I hate our mailman woman. <laughs> yes. We've talked about this already once, but now I'm certain of it. I sent mail to a person. I had to write a check because, sadly, I became... <sighs> I finished in dead last again in my fantasy football league. <laughs> Two years in a row. I'm so distraught. You were very close to getting your legs broken because you weren't paying. Yeah. So the commissioner finally emails me. goes, you know, I, I see here you still owe me $30. You know, can you send that off right away? And I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, of course. I felt horrible that I had forgotten to send it immediately. So I wrote the check. Nice little note. Thank you for all your hard work, Kamish. Throw it in the mail. And two days later, guess what? It got mailed to me. Yeah. I had written his address on the front. And on the back of the envelope, I wrote our last name and address. Yeah, well, like a return address, which yeah. it's very common to put it up in the corner or on the back. In fact, a lot of like wedding invitations and stuff like that, it's already pre-printed. It's on the back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I just did it on the back like right. I always do. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what, what, what the hell is, <laughs> why did I get this? It doesn't even have a note like return, not enough postage. No, it was truly mailed to me. Mm -hmm. Why is she doing this? Now, Paula indicates that I will not win this fight, but I'm telling you, I am taking on this challenge. I will win. Pink tight lady, crazy woman, I will freaking win. Well, this dates back to the issue she had with, uh, which has been talked about the show. I don't remember what episode it was, but but the issue she had with uh, the male lady had with Kenzie's uh, note. Um, but also, we kind of jokingly said it is kind of like Funny Farm. I would love it if she just drove by really fast and you threw were out our there, mail at us, and you were yeah, through, and you were out there with a cardboard sign that said "Please stop." You know, that'd be really, <laughs> like Chevy Chase. You know what? Honestly, I'm almost positive that she has thrown mail at our house. <laughs> almost positive. I found mail on our front porch. She probably has a crazy laugh too. She's just so insane. I, I just welcome the day that I really give it to her. Good. It should be interesting. I can't wait. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about this because you are my esteemed guest this week. And I think it's important that you be witness to the retelling of the Rayleigh's horror. Oh, God. From you know episode what? one. I thought I dodged a bullet because you didn't have it on the outline. Like I tell you everything. Crap. So don't, I mean, you can go back and listen to episode one if you'd like because it it's fine. That the story is the same, however, and I'm talking to the listeners, um, the, 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 the sound quality of episode one is very poor. And it's because we really didn't know what we were doing and we didn't realize how important, you know, quality and, and windscreens were at the time. So can I, can I say something before you get into this story? I don't know. It, just really quick. I just have an, I have a message for someone. Who? Trip. <gasps> Hate you. Because <laughs> you requested this shit. You asked yeah, for the retelling of this story. He did. I don't think he was listening back then. So, yeah, this is new for him. Hate you. Oh, oh, uh-oh. We're over an hour. Got to end. No, we've got what? a lot of editing no, to do. No, we don't. I'm sorry. Oh, There's yes, no time for your story. Just get with the program. You're, you're listening to this. Because, you know what? You can even try to defend yourself. Or you can just be a man about it and just admit it. 
Okay. So let's go. So we're in Rayleigh's. Obviously, this is quite a while ago. We're going grocery shopping now. I, something that I do not understand is that you really enjoy going to the grocery store with me. I'm not sure why, but it's just something you really like to do. Because it's with you. That's all. I would rather eat glass yeah, I know. than go to the grocery store. Whether with your, with me or with you or whatever, it really doesn't matter. The company does not change the fact that I am at the freaking grocery store and I hate it. Right. So we're going through the aisles. Luckily for you, I looked cute that day. Because if I had looked frumpy or ugly, you and I would have had an issue. So out of nowhere, we're coming out of a, an aisle and we're going into the meat aisle. And there is a woman who's probably my age. And she's wearing a business suit. The skirt's not slutty. It's just a little shorter than normal. But she had on animal print heels on. They were hot, you know, like the, the heights that I would wear. In fact, I even think I had those shoes at one point. She was sexy in the sense that she was a little bit of a hot mess, but not completely. I mean, she exuded sex. I mean, she was very a sexual person. I I mean, you could just tell she was very confident with herself, and but not in a slutty way. Like, I'm a mom, I'm working, I'm getting dinner for my kids kind of way. But she still had this air about her that I know Daryl well enough to know that he probably found that hot. I recognized because... Maybe unlike you or maybe I think a lot of wives can attest to the fact that you give off a vibe. I knew immediately that you noticed her. You looked up and I caught you. I caught you looking at her. It was more of a double take than a full on look, but yes. Okay, whatever you want to say, this may not go well for you. Just thinking. (laughs) There is no chance. That's why I was kind of looking forward to the fact that it wasn't on the outline. I'd rather put this in... In, in Paula's and yours hands and then let me cut the shit out of it. No. <laughs> but now no. it can't happen. So you did do a double take, you're right, but I caught you doing it. You did. Which was your bad. Now, I will say, and I said it the last time, you're a man. You find women attractive. Some women, I hope, lot more than others, ones that you can't touch. Hey, is this I one know... of those segments where I can tune out or do I need to? Oh, no, you better not. Okay. Pay attention. <laughs> so my point is, is that I am very aware of the fact that you are a sexually active male who finds certain women attractive, just like I'm the same way. I'm a female who finds certain men attractive. But the foolishness of doing a double take on a woman that was 10 feet away from you in front of your wife was probably one of the dumbest things you've ever done in your life. And Instead of me losing my shit because I'm not that insecure, I started giving you shit for it. You did. And all you did was turn red. It was horrible. But what was really fabulous is that we weren't even done shopping and neither was she. How many times did we run into her for the rest of our trip there? It was awesome. It was probably at least oh, two more in the store and then plus near the registers i think too so oh yes it was because she got in line with us Mm -hmm. and i wanted to know if you wanted to help her pick out her groceries and perhaps put them in her trunk she needed assistance because she was clearly single if i recall correctly we weren't really thinking about what was going on at that moment and you kind of gave me that look like hey i'm in line and blah blah blah. and i think i even said oh you're gonna do tj maxx because i was really trying to move on and and you're like oh wouldn't you love that? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. love for me to leave so I we could go help her out. I just pulled out the shovel and dug that fucking hole deeper. Dumb! <laughs> it was horrible. 
Well, look, uh, the thing is, is that you, I think you have to appreciate the fact that you were given crap instead of a full-blown meltdown because other women might have kicked your ass for doing something so stupid. Yeah, you know, it was it was purely instinctual. It was a double take. Yes, it was. I, I will say, I mean, again, doesn't excuse it, but this is not how the typical woman in a grocery store would dress or look and that caused the double take it wasn't even that she was fantastic looking or anything like that but she was definitely not in i grocery store shopping mode and that's right. what caused it so yeah so it had nothing to do with the fact that she was a hot blonde she wasn't a hot, I, I mean she was decent looking that wasn't it it was just that she was in like wasn't like the uh, like a black dress heels i mean this is not the typical yeah, please, get tell up. us oh, no. explain to us no. what she was wearing you know specifically what? what was she wearing we're running over time Mm-hmm. So, what was she wearing, honey? What, I, what did she have on? Black dress and heels? I, well, I don't remember. Isn't that sexy? I'm sure you did double take. Mm-hmm. In fact, when we were in the cereal aisle, I think I even suggested you go over there and maybe help her pick out a few things. We did that. We did sign that agreement, right? What agreement? Where I have full rights to cut whatever I want out of the show. You can try, but then I'll just talk about it every week until it gets on the air. Great. And... Honestly, if you do that, I will just record a video and I'll post it on Facebook and then I'll tell everybody about the, the story. So and I will make it up. I'll make shit up if you keep cutting this out. So you might as well just be honest, admit it, take your medicine. So the hobo zombie. What about it? I don't know. I'm just trying to change subjects. All right. Well, we are running over and um, I would like to thank producer Dub for stepping up and uh, sparring with me a bit. This week, um, I can tell you that I desperately miss my sister and I cannot wait for her to get her shit together so that she can record the episodes. But this has been really fun. Agreed. Hopefully you weren't as nervous as you expected to be. You were you were gentle with me for the most part. I was part. good with I was very gentle with you. I did not break you over the coals. And um, but I do get to prepare your food later. So awesome. I love it when just, you cook for me. Just saying. You know, I do. Well, I won't poison it then. I appreciate that. <laughs> I need you to edit the show, so I need you around. Thank you for listening to this. Sorry. I hate I, I almost made it. I hate you. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's wrap this up. I will try and uh, do the conclusion justice. I do want to uh, thank the listeners for uh, tuning in on, on the various channels that they do. Um, one of the ones that we don't mention that often is if you do love Facebook, you can actually just click in the Listen Now tab right from the Ugly Truth Facebook page. Um, share it. That's the, really the thing we need to do now is that, as you guys know, um, that we get a lot of great compliments and the show is growing, uh, but it will only grow through you uh, sharing it with everybody else. So we do really appreciate that. And it gets it gets a lot of fans, but we want more because we're really loving what we're doing. Yeah. So share it with a friend. And we are on Twitter. Yes. And I've been uh, monitoring the Twitter much more. I love Twitter. Yeah. I think it's super fun. So uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook, uh, obviously. So if you uh, want to give us a like or a follow, that would be great. Just share with your coworkers and friends. Just say, oh, my gosh, you have to hear this show. It's really funny. Yeah, I love it. And I think, you know, what helps that, too, um, which we haven't really spent a lot of time on either, is reviews. Um, so whether you're in iTunes or, or give it a thumbs up in iHeart or review it on Stitcher, that would be fantastic. Um, those things mm-hmm. all do help the show, and we very, very much appreciate it. We do. And don't as pre- long as they're good ones. Don't be a bad. Don't be a bad review. Yeah, five stars, or just just move on. Or don't even do it. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do think too that uh, it, it is fun doing the show every week, and I'm and I thank you for uh, letting me 
kind of step in. Um, uh, you know, it would have been very easy with all that's going on with Paula to just not do an episode, but ever forward, we're trying to make those things happen. So crew, uh, uh, that loves the Uggs. Thanks for, um, thanks for letting me step in and we will see you next week. Bye. Aw, aren't you sad it's over? Don't worry, we'll have another episode for you very soon. In the meantime, connect with The Uglies online at Facebook, Twitter, and at UglyTruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. And don't forget to share the truth with your friends. See you next week.